Hello, this is the second March podcast from yes. Big Finished. 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 Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> retake. Retake. Get out the editing scissors. Finished. No, I think that'll do. Fine, okay. No, 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 you can't just Stop fake podcast. it now. Stop it, it's rubbish. It <laughs> it's the worst podcast ever. Uh, I'm not redoing the intro. Oh, that is it. fine, all right. Anyway, well, I'm Nick Briggs, now, the fine. amateur introducer. <laughs> uh, sitting next to me is Paul Sprag. Hello. S- sitting further away than possible is David Richardson. Sir David Richardson. <laughs> is that what you said? Sir David Richardson. Hello, Sir David Richardson. Hello, Sir David Richardson. <laughs> it's quite late in the day, isn't it? Oh, it's 25 minutes to five. Uh, so let us talk about the March releases. Well, shall we start with the main range with We're an Isle. You directed that, Nick. Hmm. I did. It's by William Gallagher, and it's a great story. It features the Wirren, as the title would suggest. Uh, The Sixth Doctor and Flip. Flip, his new companion, who has proved a great success with listeners and also with audiences at the Gallifrey One convention. Uh, She had a great time. We did did take her over. Indeed, yeah. We we made a fuss of her. Did you? Yes. And she enjoyed it. I don't know whether that sounded rude or not. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> she um, adjusted my head. Uh, yeah. And uh, and this is uh, the, the last of the trilogy with featuring her. And uh, you'll find out what happens to her in it. <gasps> I mean, already she seemed like she was... So what's going to happen? Do you want to mention happen? that for listeners who haven't heard it? Are you sure? <sighs> I'll, I'll bleep that last bit out. <laughs> okay. um, it's it's a really atmospheric one, isn't it? We're an Isle. It is. It's you know, there's a bit of a, a sort of family drama. It starts off like a family drama, really, because there's a family in it and there's some drama. Brilliant. Uh, and then it gradually gets more and more um, uh, intense. Uh, yeah, intense family yeah. drama. <laughs> intense and dangerous. Yeah, they're it's great, intense, and it's got some so fantastic. It's got, it's got some fantastic music by Simon Robinson. Uh, he is a brilliant composer and he does really weird stuff and it's really good. It really suits the story. He also, I mean, he uses some acoustic instruments as well, which sounds great. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it. Lots of atmosphere, lots of lots of snow, lots of ice. Is Let's it, have a clip. Is it spooky dookie? <laughs> clip. How far did you say it is? It's fine. You just start it here. Wait for it to catch, then pull out the choke. Not too long. Pop it back in. Engine's fine. You're sure? Totally. Might get the odd flutter, but just give it choke for another second and you'll be fine. Okay. I will. You will what? Come on, Doctor. I'm the lightest one here. Not boasting or anything. I'm lighter. You stay right where you are. See? It's me or nobody. I mean, how hard can it be? So which way's Alderclaw? Watch the door. I'm glad to say the metal frame looks more solid than I thought. And the engine's heavy enough. Flip, you don't have to. Do this. I think we both know I do, and besides, Roger's given me a crash course. Uh, Yes. Not a happy choice of words. And anyway, this is kind of why I came with you, Doctor. To do exciting things. uh, Maybe we're just sitting around freezing. When when you could be up there freezing. Flip, I can't make my mind up whether you're one of the bravest girls I've ever met, or simply... 
foolhardy. I'll keep you guessing then, shall I? Here we go. Flip, are you sure? This isn't exactly ideal flying weather, is it now? You want to wait? No. No, I see your point. If the Wirren aren't in the house, they're presumably out here somewhere. Pupé can move quite fast, but it's a big lock. So let's go. That was the clip. Judge for yourself whether, whether it was spooky dookie or not. And this is the sound of Nick Briggs hitting David Richardson for saying spooky dookie again. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think you slightly preempted. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, okay, I'm just looking at the big finish pants here. All hail the so big finish pants. <laughs> <laughs> so what else we got then? We got a bit of Tom Baker. Bit we got Tom to... Baker. We got Wrath of the Iceni mm, by yeah. John Dorney, uh, which is Leela meets Boudica. Um, it's the matchup that everyone wanted. That everyone wanted. A pure historical story, no monsters. Not really a villain. It's kind of just about. Leela's education going wrong, really. Oh, let's have a clip. What do you in my territory, strangers of the Sebatine? Oh, the Doctor is not a warrior of my tribe. It is only I who bears that name. Ah, then what are you, a fool? Why, yes, that about sums me up. Hey, nonny, nonny, and all that kind of... There's nothing I can't do with a pig's bladder. <coughs> and some jingle, though. I do not doubt it. Want to hear the joke? No. Oh. We are travellers. Yes. Wanderers, wayfarers, wending our weary way. Then I suppose I am fortunate that way brought you to me. Where do you head? Oh, nowhere in particular. I am here to be taught. The doctor is gifting me an education. I would not have considered you unskilled. I am not. I know how to kill a man a hundred ways. I can clean and gut any animal in the forest. But there is much more I can learn. Little of any use. Beyond catching our food and vanquishing our foes, what else is there? Well, when you put it like that, who can argue? I think you undersold it, really, there. You, you described it like something that wasn't worth listening to, and I think that that is not the case. Well, did I? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. No, it's, it's really a character piece. Um, and I think what's fantastic about doing a character piece with Tom and Louise is they are such fantastic, electrifying actors that you just... You can just have these magnificent scenes with fireworks going off just them performing, can't you? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you don't need big monsters. You can just do big scenes with those actors. Yeah, um, and it's a contrast, isn't it, with the, mm. with the other stories. I think it was a great thing to do. Brilliant script by John Dorney. I remember when we were recording it, actually, there's one scene where Louise broke down while she was doing it, and it was, it was that emotional. She wow, was just that's... pouring with tears. It was... Really, she is a fine stuff. actress, you know. Yeah. It's all from the heart with her. Brilliant. It was a favourite of hers as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. She loved it. She had lots of uh, notes written over her script that were very complimentary about it and telling, telling her which scenes were particularly exciting and good for her character. Well, she's been it. very complimentary about all the scripts, hasn't she, mm -hmm. with these? You know, and she's not a lady mm -hmm. to um, keep her true feelings secret. You know what I mean? She, she, she'll tell you if she doesn't like something. But we, we were careful going into it to make sure Leela had a proper role. Mm. We did, we, it was very important that... But I don't think we sort of thought, right, we must do this. I think it just came naturally. Because Leela yeah. is... Because we know, A, we know that Louise is a superb actress. We really do. Now, that's just not you know, a bit of flannel. She mm. is amazing. And also that the character, as you explore it as a writer, mm. I've said this before, you know, you discover how interesting the character is. Yeah. There's never, there's never a dull place for her in the plot. No matter where you put her in the story, no matter what she has to react to, she just, 
If you know Leela, you suddenly think, oh, she's going to react to it like this. Mm. It's going to be, even if it's just a one-line thing, she is going to say, you know, one mm. of my favourite things uh, in Energy of the Daleks coming up next month is where <laughs> this guy meets her and says, and he's spent a lot of time with the Doctor, and he said, are you as barking mad as the Doctor? And kind of, you know, it's you and me now. And she goes, I do not bark. <laughs> he goes... Oh right, <laughs> you know, and I just think you get the opportunity to do things like that with Lilo. But she, I think what's really interesting, actually, she's so completely the opposite of Tom's Doctor as well, isn't yeah. she? Because he's kind of the sophisticated, knows everything, and Lila's the instinctive one who isn't educated. And they just fire off each other. So yeah, and yet she isn't meek or sort of. Uh, no. uh, oh, Doctor, you know everything. I don't know anything. She kind of. Mm. Uh, she has an attitude about it. It's like it, the Leela Fenn Club here. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's like, you know, it makes you able to do stuff like uh, that I did in Destination Nerva when, mm. when he says, where do you want to go? And she says, that is a trick question. You Only you know all the places we can go to. So she, you know what I mean? And it's mm. just an interesting, rather than going, oh, I don't know, Doctor. Mm. You know, she, she has an attitude, a, a slightly slight belligerence and pride about her. The beauty of this, of course, is that uh, you've just talked about how good Louise Jameson is, which neatly leads us on to discussing how good Louise Jameson is. Ah. In Jago and Lightfoot. <laughs> yeah, she, she's, she's still around in Series 4 of Jago and Lightfoot, which I have to admit, admit was not the plan. Um, the idea was to get her in just for the third series. Um, but again, it came down to the fact that just you could write so beautifully with her. You know, and she, she fitted into... The, the whole Jago and Lightfoot dynamic with Jago being the blustering buffoon and Lightfoot being the sort of more sophisticated again mm. um, mentor character it just it just really worked um, so I decided to keep her on for another series um, beyond that she she won't be in the series anymore but just oh. a, just one more series I decided upon and we've got Colin Baker in it as well playing a rather enigmatic character called Professor Claudius Dark. Um, and who else is in it? We've got Christopher Beanie and Mike Grady as two brilliant characters called Mr Kempston and Mr Hodwick, <laughs> um, who are a fantastic double act to rival Jago and Nightfall. So you've got the nice balance of, of another duo around. Um, I really love it. I've, I've heard all the edits now and both Lisa and I have I'm really, really fond of it. Um, Howard Carter has done the sound design and he keeps emailing me to say he loves it. So, um, yes, it'll be over to the listeners and hope they do too. I didn't send you a message. In fact, you asked me to come here. Most insistent you were. I was. Well, if they're not in the mortuary or the tavern, I'm damned if I can think of anywhere else. The theatre. What, this time of night? Is it any more likely that they would be in the mortuary at this time of night? I suppose you've got a point there. Eh? Come then. Here, hold your horses. I'm getting too old for this. Well, that urchin you sent along to the theatre. The professor requests your earliest attendance and all that deuce inconvenient, if I may say so. Can't think what got into you. Henry, I sent you no message. But the boy! The same young lad, and I'm tempted to agree with your urchin sentiments, who found me at St. Thomas's not an hour ago and insisted that your fine and faithful friend craves your convivial company with emphatic expedition. When you fell for it, as if I'd send a message like that. It seems we both fell for it. But who has brought us here? And what dreadful, despicable and dastardly deeds do they intend to visit upon us? Nothing too dreadful, I promise you. Who's there? 
Show yourself, sir. I'm sorry to have misled you, gentlemen, but I did rather hope that we could meet. Though I'm afraid time is not on our side, which is something of an irony. And just who the devil are you? You don't know me, Professor Lightfoot? Or you, Mr. Jago? Never set eyes on you before in my life, and I think I'd remember. Sadly, we don't have time for the pleasantries. They'll be here any moment. Who will? And I have a lot to tell you, a lot to ask of you. What was that? I was afraid of this time. We were leaving, I think. But we only just got here. What's going on? We are going nowhere, sir. Until at the very least you tell us who you are. But Henry, George, don't you recognize me? I am Professor Claudius Dark. Um, just before we carry on, I'd just like to say that I feel like I don't know. I don't know whether this is legal or not, but uh, there's a there's, there's um, some flats opposite us, and in the window there, I could see she's just gone now. But there was a lady um, arranging some flowers. Oh, thank God! <laughs> you see the flowers there in the yeah. window. Oh, yeah. that, and that, the reason I mentioned it could have got a lot worse. It was a young lady uh, called uh, Jamie who happens to be the girlfriend of uh, someone who was in uh, Robophobia. Mm. Will in Robophobia. And it just turned out, he said, I think you're office. he's opposite really? my girlfriend's flat. <laughs> and so I saw him in there one day. He was on the computer and I kept shouting out to him. It was summer and he couldn't hear me. So eventually I could see him on the computer and I thought, I bet he's on Facebook. <laughs> so I sent him a Facebook message saying, I can see the back of your head. And he immediately turned around and I was just in the window waving. I don't know whether that's legal or not. Anyway, on with the rest of the releases. Well, you see, as we were talking about um, Colin Baker turning up in Jacob and Lightfoot, that neatly leads us on to talking about Colin Baker. Oh, kick of the segways. Hey, in, in Dark, Dark Shadows. Shadows. <laughs> yeah, because we played a beautiful trailer of him in that, didn't we? Yeah. So, yes, The House by the Sea is um, coming out this month and is the latest um, audiobook dramatic reading in the, the Dark Shadows canon and is I, 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 I believe it's uh, I believe it's a bit of a David and I just thought of the same crap joke at the same time <laughs> yeah right good well done and you believe it is what I, I think it's it's a bit of a departure for Dark Shadows isn't oh. it it's, uh, the main lead is, is Colin Baker as a new character um, and also the fact that it's using this this house <laughs> a new character <laughs> <laughs> and it's using this often mentioned guest day. house that's been mentioned in the series a few times oh. and uh, James and Joe the producers have decided to explore that arena a little bit further and a little bit deeper mm. and um, by bringing in Colin as a new character it also gives you the opportunity to bring new listeners in who haven't tried tried it out before because he essentially acts as their eyes and ears and experiences Colin's port for the first time and it's a nice sort of introductory story for oh, people Colin's who sport, not Colin's sport. Yes. Oh. I didn't quite I was a bit confused there. Oh. Yeah. But yes, so yes, if, if, if you've never tried out Dark Shadows, it's a good uh, jumping on point. It's a good place to learn the ins and outs of the uh, the settings of Dark Shadows. Just in time for the film that's coming out later this year. There you go. Very good. So, and uh, do we have a clip? Well, I, I expect we could ask nicely for one. Okay. Can we have one, please?
Dark Shadows, The House by the Sea. I first saw the house in my dreams. Dreams that brought me here to Collinsport, to the house by the sea. A place like this feels like the end of the world or the beginning. Well, I've made friends in this town already. Kind-hearted folks saying I should be careful of the house. They say they've my best interests at heart. But can I trust them? Or are they just trying to protect the Collins family? Which leads us neatly on... To... To something that's not connected to oh, any of the others. Oh, she's back in the window. Oh, she's just gone again. Stop no. looking at ladies. <laughs> <laughs> she's completely fully clothed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can hear the disappointment in your voice. <laughs> Which leads us lady to Binary. Binary, Companion Chronicle, starring uh, Caroline John as Liz Shaw. Hey, and, uh, I love Carrie. I love Carrie too. Um, yes, we... I we, said it first, then. <laughs> I meant it more. <laughs> no, Maybe they'd make I, another sequel. I, I met her before you. Right. Oh, um, uh, some listeners might remember that a couple of years ago we did a Companion Chronicle called Solitaire, yes. which was all dialogue. It was done as a, yes, as a proper yes. play. Um and I really enjoyed that. I thought it was is interesting diversion. So we've done another like that. And binary um, is Liz Shaw on her own investigating this alien device, which is held at unit. Um, and we've got two other members of the cast. It's a three-hander. Um, and who who be they? They are. Joe Cohen. Joe Cohen. And Carl Redmond Jones. And Carl Redmond Jones. Oh, sorry, I wasn't. The excellently researched Paul Pratt. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it, it, it felt really nice actually. Written by Eddie Robson, it was a really sort of vibrant, twisty script. So, uh, hmm. yeah. shall we have a clip? Yes, please. Oh, hello. I thought I'd met everyone already. No, they've assigned loads of us to guard this thing. Corporal James Foster. Dr. Elizabeth Shaw. Yes, they told us about you. So, this is it, is it? I know. It doesn't look like much. I was expecting something bigger. The computer we've got back at HQ is stored in about six different cabinets, the smallest of which is about the size of this thing, and I doubt it can do a fraction of what this can do. Right. I'm not a computer's expert, obviously. (laughs) Neither am I. What do you mean? It's not my field at all. Meteorites are my speciality. So, I gather there were no bodies. What? After my predecessors vanished. You didn't find any bodies. I love Liz Shaw. No, look, she's back in the window there. Who, Liz Shaw? Hello, Liz. Oh. <laughs> she's also a, uh, a waitress at that uh, restaurant we went to for lunch. Really? I know more about her than I do most of my friends now. <laughs> <laughs> Just I feel quite Liz. sorry for all of David's friends all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even know what they do for a living. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Okay, lovely. Where are we now? Lovely. Oh. Uh, well, there's uh, only one other uh, March release, which is the paperback of Everyone's Just So So Special, which we should mention. Yes, that's a um, a short story collection by Rob Ert Shearman. What's he doing? He's rushing off to get it. And, you know, he just writes such brilliant stuff. Disturbing, but brilliant. He's, oh, we're unwrapping one I've got a horrible now. feeling that Paul Sprague is going to read a section. Oh, here we and go. I think a couple of weeks later, she gave me a phone call. You've ruined everything, she said. Whenever I have a Jehovah's Witness over, whenever I turn off the light, in my mind's eye, the only face I can see is yours. I sympathised. I could quite see how that would be off-putting. And it gets worse. 
The new well, series of The be. Companion Chronicles, starring Paul Sprague. <laughs> this is good, isn't it? It's, it's a brilliant opportunity for me to audition for... David's been in a big Finnish audience. Where's my chance? Yeah, oh, you were in uh, Love and War, weren't you? Oh, I was going to say Love and Death. Um, <clears> the next, the next <clears> time there's an the opportunity... Yeah. The next time there's a yokel that's required, I don't see why I should never crack at it. No, exactly. I mean, perhaps, Nick, perhaps you could read a section. <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant, because this is the really small print bit. <laughs> And even with my best glasses on, I can't read a word of it. <laughs> that's terrible, isn't it? Yes, that's because Rob had the bright idea of uh, trying to uh, explain the history of uh, the entire world. Yeah, the whole book. book isn't like that. It's just... Oh, dear, I just started yawning. <laughs> well, while, while you finish off that yawn, we should also mention Rob's stories because he's been uploading the short stories that he wrote. The, was it 100 or was it 50? I can't remember how many he agreed to do now. But he wrote uh, individual um, special short stories about um, fictitious ancestors of people who bought the special edition of... And where's he uploading so, so them special. to? Well, if I could remember, I would say. Okay. Um, I believe it's Live Journal. I think he's put them all up, but uh, I can't remember the exact okay. address. Um, I could probably put it at the bottom of the blur for this podcast. I think you should. Um, but I, th- I think he's just finished and or was just about to finish when I spoke to him at Big Finish Day. So yes, he all of the stories are now I'm, I'm just doing them. Yeah. He also said he's Talking not about... doing that again. Yeah, well, <laughs> and the stupid thing he did the previous time, he said, I'm not doing that again. He'll just pick something else next time round that will be even more strenuous. <laughs> he'll just be... He'll literally make a rod and attach it to his own back. Yeah. Yeah. That actually a would rob, probably be a rob for his own back. Okay. <laughs> 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 What's the matter? <laughs> well, even Bob thought it was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, that sounds significantly less strenuous than writing a hundred short stories. Yeah, I did ask Rob why he did it. Yeah, that big finish day, and he said that psychosis. He, he originally, <laughs> well, no, but possibly yes. <laughs> he he did say that originally he thought that it was just going to be some nice, actually short, short stories and would be fairly straightforward. But once he started, he found that they all wanted to be longer as he wrote them. Yeah, it's really <laughs> difficult to write something short, actually. It's much easier to write something long. Are you saying think. you actually got a serious answer to a question from Rob? I know. Because every time well. I talk to him about something, well, he starts talking back to me and it's a serious answer and then he starts diverging into this really surreal story like you've been one of the... Every single time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the last conversation I had with him, he was saying that the thing is, he sees his wife had this zip at the top of her head and she had to massage her brain or something. <laughs> it, was, it was just the most surreal conversation. He's turning into Tom Baker, isn't he? <laughs> so Tom Baker in the, the recent podcast recording from Big Finish Day 2 he said, I'm not really concerned with reality at all, you know, and I think, yeah, that's Rob, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. yes, everyone's just so, so special out in paperback this month. A cracking good read. Yes, lots of uh, like great, great reviews and awards. Award yes. winning. That's why I got a straight answer from him. It's because he wanted my help to put him in for an award. That's what it was. Uh, <laughs> you see. He was on planet Earth that day. <laughs> so, uh, talking of planet Earth, what about other humans who write emails into us? Oh, well, you see, we've... we've that sounds look. quite violent. I've it, had an email written into me. It's, it's interesting, actually. It seems to have gone gone rather the other way recently. That we've had more warm mail that's been sent to Vortex, which we haven't mentioned actually. For, oh, for Vortex, our free magazine full of fantastic Vortex. articles. Vortex. Free. Vortex. Free. It's free. free. Uh, you know, when you get a CD sent to you, 
Yes. You can, uh, I was just checking the computer's still running. Uh, when you get a CD sent to you, you'll probably get sent a free copy of Vortex. They haven't really worked out how not to send out multiple copies. So, for example, a chap called Barnaby Edwards, but not the one you think, another Barnaby Edwards who lives in New York and who is a great friend to Big Finish, he told me that he has lots of copies of uh, Vortex and he just goes around and distributes them in bars and leaves them out for people to read. <laughs> there were some uh, people talking about that on the forums the other day saying that they leave their spare copies in doctors and dentist surgeries. That's really? It's very, yeah, it's great. And uh, and also you can download it for free if you don't get the physical CDs. You just go on the site. There is a, currently a reader thing that you can read it off, uh, which we're not, we've never found particularly friendly. And uh, uh, our customers, it hasn't been popular with them. Uh, one lady at Gallifrey One said that every time she tries to use it, it just dis- the, the whole magazine disappears up to the top right-hand side of the frame and she can't get hold of it anymore. But anyway, um, but you can download it as a PDF or as a Word file, a text file as well. So, you know, uh, and it's full of great stuff. Can't recommend it highly enough. It's free! Good. Email, please. Um, Ken Todd says... Before I get to my question, I would like to say that I love, in capital letters, Big Finish Audios. If I could afford to buy them all, I would without hesitation. Oh. My collection includes 1 to 74 of the monthly Doctor Who releases. Unfortunately, my employment situation changed and I had to restrict my subsequent purchases to your sixth Doctor releases, which I determined I absolutely could not live without. Anything with Colin Baker is essential in my book. Then along came Jacob and Lightfoot, and now, at long last, the fourth Doctor Adventures. Pre-ordered them all. All of them are absolutely superb. My question is, will the special release The Four Doctors ever be made available for purchase to non-subscribers? No. I do buy a lot of titles from you, but none of them are technically subscriptions. Ah, no. um, They're subscriber-only. It is a subscriber-only release, and we made the absolute promise that it would never be released in any other form. Uh, As an incentive, and a huge thank you to subscribers. We're also really grateful to you for for buying our stuff, but, you know, you decide as a company what uh, forms of purchase you'd like to incentivize if I can use that horrible word uh, and so that's why we did it. However, you know, if you enter a competition and uh, one of the runners-up prizes is any CD you care to nominate, you can nominate something like the Four Doctors. So that's or the maybe Five worth. Companions, or which the, the same applies. Yes. Actually, I have another question too, he says. I was recently given the Second Doctor Lost Stories box set and I absolutely loved it. Oh, good. Fraser Hines' impersonation of the Second Doctor was uncanny. Are there any plans for more Second Doctor Lost Stories releases? Yes. Uh, we've got the Rose Mariners, which is out in September, I believe. Yes, September. Um, and yes, Fraser Hines will be recording more Second Doctor Lost Stories in March. Well, I can't tell you the titles yet, but uh, yes, he will be back. One more? Uh, Paul Thomas says, I just finished marathoning the Klein trilogy, (laughs) and I wanted to say that I thoroughly enjoyed it and look forward to Unit Dominion. I know that Lenora Critchlow is a busy woman, but is there any chance we might see the return of Rachel Cooper from the Architects of History? She was the Doctor's companion in the parallel universe after all. Uh, no real plans. No plans on that score, no. No. I I think sometimes a story just needs to be left where it is. Yes. I I think her story was so interesting that anything else we did with it might dilute it. So it's very powerful as it stands. Fair enough. Good. (laughs) 
There were, there were a, mm. a couple of other things we should just quickly yes. go through. Uh, Tony Jones says, in the recent podcast you asked for views on having someone read out the credits, e.g. as a separate track oh, on yeah, downloads. Yeah. I can see some benefit, but not if it puts up cost or delays release of the material, maybe as part of the extended extras download. Mm. Peggy Kennedy says I recently listened to the January podcast and I would like to say that I would be in favour of credits at the end of downloaded stories it would be more reliable than hoping that whichever actor sounds familiar will be interviewed so I find out who it is or try to remember to look for the cast list when I get home which tends not to happen we could start to do that couldn't we get a member of the cast to read out the cast I can do I'm good at reading (laughs) (laughs) yes in that story Colin Baker was Dr. I mean, to be fair, we probably couldn't do it at the recording itself because some of the credits aren't confirmed at the time we record it. Post-production credits aren't, are they? No, I think they're talking about the cast. Yeah, I'm right. pretty sure they're... They want to know the cast. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> no, they want to know the cast. Okay. Yeah. Have you finished? Oh, no, you oh, haven't. No. Oh, I, I thought so that this was... a gnarled finger at the screen. Yeah, sorry. Dan- Daniel Strauss says, uh, I heard that in Love and War, Ace will leave the TARDIS. Will this departure mark the official big finish Doctor Who universe departure offer? Or is it placed outside canon like Death Comes to Time? And will Ace return in stories with Hex and the Doctor set before her departure? Uh, Love and War is just very much a representation of the New Adventures line. Um, and I think, really, it, st- it does stand outside of the canon of our main big Finnish range. Nick is yawning. He's so bored with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, D- 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 Doctor Who, for goodness sake, is a time and space series, parallel universes. I mean, the stories can go in any direction and exist in the same time. It's... it's whatever, However you choose to interpret it sometimes. He also said what you were mentioning. Big finish. I find that answer completely unsatisfactory. <laughs> and irksome. And very irksome. <laughs> he, he also says what you were talking about My earlier. My brain's going to explode. Yes, sir. Paul McGann showed off a new Eighth Doctor outfit. Have you plans of using it? I would love to see cover art starring an older Eighth Doctor in his new outfit. Well, Paul McGann thinks we should use it, so maybe we will. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it was a good way of getting Paul McGann photographed. Yeah. Okay. Have you I'm finally done, I'm shut done. I'm up? I'm going to carry on now, it's fine. I just wanted to say one last thing that's been mentioned before, and there may well already have been a big press release about it, because we're recording some of these podcasts in advance. But just to let you know, come April, very early on in April, uh, there will be a new Big Finish website. Bigfinish.com is changing to bigfinish.com. There, see what it did there? And um, we hope that, that the transition will be, it's a sort of slogan oh, I see. Uh, we hope that the, the transition will be a smooth one there's all sorts of exciting things coming up on the new site not least of which uh, is uh, are many features that make it really easy to find the releases you want to find because we are aware that at the moment it is very nearly impossible to find anything you know and so there will be a hub with all the different release headings and also there'll be individual hubs for Doctor Who and the, all the other ranges as well uh, and you'll also be able to there's a, there'll be a search filter where you can search by doctor search by companion search by enemy stuff like that there'll even be behind the scenes photos there, there will be or those those will be slower to come they won't be there on launch probably yeah. we'll try and get some up um, and you'll be able, you'll have um, the option to order the way you view the releases in terms of uh, the the most recent one first or the oldest one first that kind of thing and, and it's generally the design has been all souped up and lovely. Augmented. 
just want to say that Paul Wilson, who uh, did our website that we're using currently and will use uh, until um, April, has done a fantastic job over the years for us. He's just a big finishers, let leaps and bounds forward, all because of Paul's fantastic expertise. And he's been brilliant. And as you may have heard, he's moving up to uh, head of development for a big finish and is uh, working on BritishTheatre.com, which is another big finish website all about, you've guessed it, British theatre. He's already been doing fantastic work on that. And in a way, his time has been split over the two websites. So we we have him now working on BritishTheatre.com exclusively. And Richard Dinnick is on board as the web producer for the new site, which is coming up in April. But there'll be more news about that and uh, all sorts of descriptions of the site and instructions on how to use it and guides and what have you coming up in the coming weeks. But we're very excited about that, aren't we? Yes. Mm. Mm. You were both very quiet. I'm quite impressed with you. (laughs) Anyway, it's time for me, Nick Briggs, to say goodbye. Goodbye, Nick Briggs. Bye, Bye. Nick Briggs. Bye. 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 Bye.